You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help I Suck at Dating. It's Dean Ungler, joined by his handsome, incredible co-host, Jared Haven. Wow, what an intro, bro. Yeah. Uh, how are you, Jared? Uh, I am doing well. Uh, you know, we're opening the coffee shop. Very exciting things. Also extremely nerve wracking, but hopefully later in October we'll be open, bro. I'll have a nice coffee ready to go for you. We're going to also try to make it like a little bit of a date spot. So anybody who's listening, who's in like the Rhode Island, New England area and looking for like a cool first date spot, you should definitely check out Audrey's as long as you're going on a first date, like late October, early November. Cause if you come now, we won't be open, but we're going to have like little, uh, game uh, games that you can play at tables, like card games, so you can get to know each other better. I always still thought, like, what if Dean we had like dating advice cards, and it was from bachelor people. So like, there's a card on the table, and it's like some sort of advice from you, and it'll say, you know, Dean Ungler. Yeah, that's a good idea. Are you gonna try to make a, like a bachelor theme present in the restaurant? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know, obviously Ashley and I are. Very aware that we owe a lot to the Bachelor franchise, and we're known for it, so we want to pay homage to it. For example, there's a rose in the logo. There's going to be certain names uh, in the drinks or the food. We were also thinking maybe we'll name a drink, uh, a coffee drink after you. We were thinking of uh, Deanie's Coffee Beanies. (laughs) (laughs) What an honor that would be to have a coffee named after me. Uh, You were the first one that came to mind. Deanie's Coffee Beanies. What about like Nick and Ben and Wells and all them? You got to do them too. Oh, of course. I'm trying to think though. Like Nick was the next person. And I was like, I can't think of a name for Nick. We were thinking maybe some sort of like bitter coffee, you know, that's a little <laughs> bit drier. But then like once you see there has like a sweet aftertaste. Mm, it's chiseled abs somehow too. <laughs> Obviously tattoos all over the place now. <laughs> Um, that's, that's funny, man. I would be honored to have a drink named after me. I would have to taste test it to, and like, you know, give my, my blessing on the drink. Cause I don't oh. want to have like a crap, not that you're going to have crappy drinks at your, at your coffee yeah, you shop. You bite your but, tongue, uh, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was impressed by the size of the space. I was expecting it to be like a little rinky dinky coffee shop, but it's like a pretty, I see like why lounge is part of the title now because it does feel very loungy. Yeah. Very loungy. So we're excited. And like I said, in the caption, and I truly meant it, the, the, opportunity to be a business owner uh, is really cool. And especially in my home state. And I want it to be a family owned business and family run business. So being here surrounded by family and friends that can really support and help me means a lot. Um, So I'm excited, man. But so that's what's happening in my world. What's up? Have you thought about who you're going to like employ? Yeah. So I had actually a couple interviews today and I actually just hired, uh, not officially, but she said she was going to take the job, which is very exciting. Uh, a manager and she's fantastic. So I'm super excited to work with her. And my dad's going to help me manage it. Like I said, I really want it to be a family business. So he's going to be very heavily involved in it. 
uh, Ashley, you know, Ashley's going to do what she does, which is come in and, you know, shake hands and kiss babies <laughs> that are not her own. Um, right. And uh, as long as she's as long as she's kissing hands or as long as she's not shaking babies and kissing hands. Yes. Flip that. Reverse it. But something along those lines. Uh, and right. it's cool, man. I'm excited. But uh, but how is your how is your travels? Uh, you're back in the States now. I am in at my home in Los Angeles. Uh, it was good, man. I'm, I'm bummed I missed last week's episode. I was, uh, I'm sure you filled everyone in. I was in Alaska and I did not have cell phone reception. Cell phone reception is hard to come by in Alaska, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. I feel like cell phone reception is difficult to come by in a lot, a lot of parts of the world. Yeah. Um, we were up at this, like, it, it didn't snow for the first, like, four days we were in Alaska. And the very, the second to last day, we got like a foot and a half and we were up at this remote cabin. And, uh, we didn't get stuck, but it definitely like delayed our uh, departure and arrival to Anchorage or Wasilla, I guess is where we were. Uh, last time I talked to you guys, we did a double header from Greece. Uh, and then obviously after that, Kaylin and I went to Italy. Oh, wait, no. I did record an episode from Italy. Yeah, we were in the Dolomites. That was when we had Hannah on. Yeah. Um, right, that's right, that's right. Yep. So yeah, so I talked to you from Italy. Italy was amazing. Uh, Italy was the most expensive trip I've ever been on my life, but it was worth every penny. We had an amazing time. Um, I definitely gained like 20 pounds of just eating spaghetti and drinking beer every single day. Do you find that the food tastes better? It was so good, man. Every You would like find like a crappy looking little restaurant, the Ristorante Pizzeria, as they're everywhere. And you're like, this food is not going to be good. And then you get it and you're like, oh my gosh, that was the best spaghetti I've ever had in my entire life. Um, as I'm sure you can attest to, because you were in Positano, yeah? Yes. Oh my gosh, man. Everything. So, so good. I love Italy. Like we definitely, I think I talked about this last time I was on the podcast, but uh Kaylin and I are really strongly considering like when we move abroad to to consider living in Italy for like six months. It's just so beautiful there. Uh, just like a nice little way of living, you know. You say move abroad? Yeah, Kaylin and I we've talked about this before. Kaylin and I have always wanted to live abroad. I never thought you were so serious. Yeah, oh dead serious. We've decided, we agreed mutually, uh when Pappy dies is when we'll finally move abroad. So don't put that thought into my head. I'm, I'm like emotionally wrecked now thinking about that. Oh no. Pappy's dying soon. He's like What? We keep taking him to we, we keep taking him to doctors because he keeps act, acting like really strange. Uh and every doctor like he diagnoses says, him with something. Ashley's now very concerned. Why well, he said that him and Kaylin are gonna move abroad when Pappy dies and he thinks that Pappy <laughs> might you know Pappy. it might happen sooner rather than later. I know. I'm more concerned about Pappy than the house. Pappy is a little bit older. But he's Pappy's yeah. got many good years. Pappy's 12. He was just diagnosed with dementia. Uh, and <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's a dog that has dementia. It's funny. Oh, the poor thing. Pappy's got dementia. He's got dementia. He's got like a brain tumor. He's got a heart murmur. He's got all of these issues. So, uh, Oh, Pappy. He's the sweetest soul ever. He's going to die soon, and, uh, you know, we're ha- we're hoping to give him a good couple last months, years, whatever it takes. But once that happens, we want to live in Italy. We maybe want to try living in Japan. We want to try living in South America. Um, I know it's not as easy as just saying, yeah, we want to go try living in these places. There's a lot of, like, uh, hoops you have to jump through. But uh, for, like, short-term living, I think we could just do, like, two, three-month stints in each of those places. And Italy is high up on the list now. We loved Italy so much. But... Uh, but yeah, I got back from Italy and flew straight to Alaska and started skydiving in Alaska. And it was crazy skydiving in Alaska because uh, we, you know, we were skydiving just outside of Denali National Park. You can't skydive in the actual national park. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that were like flying us up and like taking us to altitude and like the lodge that we were landing at, I like asked them and the guy was like, yeah, I like have lived here for, you know, 35 years and I've never seen anyone skydive here. So like in our heads, we're like, we're the first people to ever skydive in this area, which is like super cool to think about. Uh, it's also quite terrifying to think about. Yeah, well, yeah, it's for a reason. I, I had my closest near-death experience uh, the first day we were out there. I, like, slipped off the airplane as I was crawling out the door, uh, and my head was, like, six inches away from smacking the tail of the airplane, which would have t- probably, like, ripped my head off. And it probably would have killed the pilot, too, because, like, you know, he wouldn't have had, had a tail on the airplane anymore. So that was pretty terrifying. Um, Columbia, uh, they were like, yeah, we have this new uh, gear we want you to, like, do a sponsored post with. And I was like, perfect, I'll wear it in Alaska. And so I like was head to toe in this Columbia gear and it's so cold um, when you're skydiving in Alaska, obviously we were at like 10,000 feet and uh, the air temperature was like five degrees, but then with the wind chill, it got down to like minus 15 degrees. And um, 
it's just, it's such a brutal thing. Cause it's like, you're, you know, you're about to jump out of an airplane and you're like, okay, I just want to make sure like I can pull the things I need to pull. Like I can't really feel my fingers. So you like jump, you pull your parachute and then you're just in the air for another probably like three or four minutes as you float down to the ground. And it's like your fingers start to freeze and like, it just becomes like unbearably cold. Um, but it was a great experience. And if anyone is ever thinking about skydiving in Alaska, I don't know why you would be thinking about that, but uh, I highly recommend it. So what is it about Alaska that makes it so appealing seeing how you're freezing to death while plummeting yeah. towards the earth? You know, it's just I think it's one of those things like human nature to be the first people to do something is pretty cool. I, I, I'm sure people have skydived there before, maybe like around the area. But like, you know, to be one of the few people that have done it is pretty cool. Um, and just like the view. So like you're, you know, you're basically right above Denali National Park and Denali is the tallest mountain in North America. So it's like just stunning views and there's like a beautiful blue alpine lake right below you. Uh, it's funny, actually, one of the second jump. So the first jump, I almost died because I slipped off the airplane. Terrifying. What do you mean slipped off the airplane? You just like casually say these things and you're like, yeah, uh, I slipped out of the airplane. It was nothing. No. I was 10,000 feet and I tripped. I said I shared that. I guess my Wi-Fi must have cut out at this point. It was the closest I've ever been to dying. I uh, I was crawling out of the airplane. You know, the airplane's going like ninety miles an hour or whatever it is, and we were trying to get the door. Ninety I miles was trying to get the door hour. open. Pretty slow, right? That's so slow. A commercial yeah. airline goes like five hundred miles per hour. Right. Well, it's just like a little Cessna, so it's just like it's hanging on its last limb. It's the pappies exactly. of planes. Right. It's good. the plane has dementia too. Um, well, you know, the pilot like goes as slow as he possibly can to like make it like doable to get out there. But like you can't go much slower than that. Otherwise, the plane would stall. And uh, I was getting out of the door and I like couldn't get the door open because it was so windy. And as I was crawling out, the door like shut on me and I like slipped off of the airplane and uh, I fell backwards off the airplane and I almost hit the tail of the air- airplane going 90 miles an hour. So like my head missed it by like six inches. And like if I had hit it, I would have probably got decapitated oh and my. the and the pilot would have died too, because like he wouldn't have had a tail on the airplane. So very close to to killing myself there. Fortunately, I escaped that injury. Um, but the second jump uh, was the same day. Yeah. So later that day, I did a second jump, and we took the door off, so I was able to get out of everything easily. But I had this uh, this camera mount on my helmet that like it's like a six inch stick with the camera on top of it, just to like add a little bit better perspective. And uh, as I opened up my parachute, the uh, the the lines or like the thing the parachute that's connected to me like wrapped around the camera and so it like ripped the camera off my head which i'm very fortunate ripped off rather than like getting fully tangled because that would have been really bad but it ripped the camera off my head and then uh the camera fell seven thousand feet down to the ground and i lost thank god it didn't wrap around your neck well yeah it, it wouldn't wrap around the neck but it like it is like a pretty pretty scary snag point um i got lucky that it didn't just like wrap around and stay there, you know? How does Kaylin feel about all this? There's no way she's okay with it. There's no way. I think it's just like a blissful ignorance, you know? Like, I, I kind of tell her the things that she needs to know, and I kind of keep the scary stuff uh, out of it most of the time. I mean, have you told her these stories? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've actually got a picture, too, that I'll, uh, I was going to post a TikTok, because the first time I almost killed myself, I <laughs> had the camera, so you can see very clearly, like, what what happened. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, she does, she, you know, she, she, she knows that I like it. And I think that's what she is okay with. She says that I, if I'm having fun, that's all that matters. Are you having fun? Are these near, near <laughs> dear, near death experiences fun? I mean, I can understand, obviously, you know, jumping out of planes and skydiving and doing all that and the adrenaline rush. But like when you're talking about, yeah, we're going to be the first people ever jumping out of a plane going 90 miles per hour over Alaska when it's zero degrees outside. Oh, by the way, I, the door, because it's so windy, the door slammed on me. I fell outside, almost yeah. decapitated myself. It's like, yeah. all right, there's a line. There's a line. And I think you're stepping <laughs> over it, my friend. That's pretty cool, though. Like that, you summarize that really well. And I think I'm <laughs> even more excited after hearing you summarize it. Um, <laughs> But the, so the guys that I was with too, they want to go back next summer over, they want to fly a helicopter over Denali and like wingsuit down the side of Denali and then land in the area that we were and landing. And Denali is in cool. Alaska. Denali is the tallest mountain in North America. Yeah. Got it. Yes. Okay. Uh, clarifying. I was never very good at um, Uh Yeah. That's, well, now you'll know that answer whenever you get it. Well, I hope it's a clue tonight. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You'll be ready for it. Yeah. Um, I will say though, while I was sky, I'm always terrified every time before I skydive, like terrified. And this time, for some reason, I wasn't. I think I was. It's 
A, because I was so cold, and B, because it was so beautiful out there. So I wasn't as scared this time, even though I almost killed myself. But that's fine. But I didn't, so it's okay. Uh, I don't even know how the hell to segue out of this one. Um, yeah. But we, we do have some hot topics uh, coming up. Uh, celebrity hot gossips, not about Dean decapita- decapitating himself. Uh, we have a bachelor relationship that unfortunately ended again uh, this Who? week. Uh, you don't, uh, Well, I'll tease it. I'll tease it afterwards. In case you guys don't know, there was a bachelor relationship, a high profile one that did end this what? week. And they broke up. They've broken up before, unfortunately. Uh, we also have some tea about Will Smith being in an open relationship, which I feel like I've heard rumors about that for 10 years that Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith are in an open relationship. But now apparently he has confirmed it. Uh, we hmm. also have uh, some more uh, hot topics about Jennifer Aniston, who we know is a big Bachelor fan, uh, talking about getting back into the dating world. So make sure you stay tuned for that. We're going to get into it after this small break. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, As I teased prior to our uh, break, there was a bachelor relationship that did come to an end once again. And I say once again because they've broken up before and now they broke up again. Dale Moss and Claire Crawley ended their relationship and quote, mm. it's for good this time. So I'll give you a little bit of a synopsis. Is that what you're asking for? Yeah, I was going to say, please catch me up to speed. All right, here we go. So the Bachelorettes, Dale Moss and Claire Crawley, of course, have split up once again. And it, apparently it's for good this time. So back in January, the couple who met, of course, on ABC's 16th season of The Bachelorette before Tasha took over broke off their engagement after a whirlwind of a romance. Now, a source told the Page Six article, which is what I'm reading from, that at the time that the pair couldn't agree on some major issues, like which state to live in and how soon to start having kids. Do you remember that, Dean, when she, uh, on national TV, when Chris uh, was interviewing Dale and Claire, and then Chris was like, so what's next for you guys? And she's like, babies, babies. Yeah. 
I remember. So I'm curious uh, if he was just like, hey, let's hold off for a couple of years. And she's like, I want kids now, which I, I don't blame Claire. Honestly, she's I feel like been pretty much upfront uh, this entire time with all of her relationships uh, throughout her time on The Bachelor, which has been I want kids. I want a family immediately now. So if you're going to date me, you better be ready for it, too. So I actually don't blame her in that aspect, even if she kind of was a little eager in that moment. So I, I digress. The former NFL player, Dale, uh, I wonder which team he played for, uh, said he did not play for the NFL. Did he really? I don't know. It says here that it, the former NFL player, I think he might have been a practice squad guy. I don't want to like say he was practice squad if he actually made the team. Who knows? But anyway, Dale. Okay said at the time building a relationship in general is tough especially when you're doing it in the public eye and the media will take things and run with them people will spread lies or always want to point the finger but the fact of the matter is there's no one person to blame in this situation but by february of course we all know they reconciled and were spotted together in venice florida they were soon seen smooching in new york and by april Dale told uh, the Hollywood podcast that he and Claire were in a good place. I remember that because he didn't confirm if they were dating or not. He said, we are definitely taking time and spending time together. Uh, But the insider uh, on Monday apparently said that Dale and Claire have split again. This time it's good. It did not end well. Uh, Hmm. So, uh, I mean, my first question, Dean, are you shocked by this news? Uh, I, I am shocked. I... Well, how do you feel about it? Well, I got there my thoughts. I, 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 I guess I'm shocked about how quickly it ended because, mm. every, you know, they when was her season when they start? So last October, September, somewhere around there, I believe. Uh-huh. OK, Ashley, uh, the bachelor informant told me that she they were engaged <laughs> in August so I remember the date okay. for a couple months ended it in February, got back together and have been dating for a couple months ever since. So you would imagine that after the first breakup, if they got back together, especially being in the public eye, like Dale talks about, mm-hmm. they'd have a little bit stronger of a foundation and have a pretty good idea that they want to move forward with this and kind of take, you know, some time and really figure out, I don't know, really invest in this relationship. And I guess after a couple months, they just figured that uh, it's not going to work out. I do feel bad for Claire. Claire's a friend. She's a really good person. I like Claire a lot. Uh, you know, I, I, I want her to find a man. I, both Ashley and I were very excited when she became the bachelorette, you know, she's been through this thing a a few times. We've kind of grown with Claire Crawley a little bit from her time talking, you know, on Juan Pablo to talking to the raccoon on paradise to ultimately becoming the bachelorette. So I think we were very hopeful that she was going to find her man. And unfortunately it doesn't appear that that's the case. So hopefully she just finds a guy outside the bachelor. That's what I really hope. I'll tell you exactly what happened. I I'm, I appreciate you uh, divulging all that because it gave me time to collect my thoughts. Anytime. And I know exactly. I know exactly what happened. This is what happened, everyone. And yeah, I'm going to speak very matter of factly because that's just how confident I am in this <laughs> assessment that I'm about to make. So they Dale and Claire got engaged after that like incredibly abbreviated amount of time on the show, right? Like everyone was like, "Wow, crazy!" Claire blew up the show for Dale, whatever. That's right. That's crazy in and of itself, but Dale. I feel like was never fully invested in the relationship. That's why they broke up. Once they broke up, Dale started to see the backlash that he was receiving. And Dale, uh, he's not an idiot, you know, like he, very bad press, like very bad PR. I think he wants to like get into hosting and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, with that kind of negative press around you, you're not going to get any of those jobs. You know what I mean? So he starts to see all this backlash he's receiving. And so what's his response? He wants to then get back together with Claire because he knows that with Claire, he can achieve his professional goals a lot easier so he gets back together with Claire. The 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 script t- starts to turn around back, and people start to like like Dale a little bit more. He starts to see more like brand opportunities come through. As as it's, I mean, that's there's no denying that's definitely the truth. Uh, and then you know they start getting together again, and Dale starts to remember like why they broke up the first time and how incompatible they are. And he's already kind of saved face in the eyes of everyone else out there. And so he's like, okay, cool. Like you know, there. Now we can break up and there's going to be no bad blood because it's like we got back together, we tried, and we were together for a little bit longer. So 100%, it was uh, it was a PR move from Dale to be able to find a career in hosting or whatever it is. That's that's my assessment. I mean, I, I love your take because of how dramatic it is. Uh, it's like this It's devious- just so true. I I know it. I know it to be true, and I will not accept anything else. And I like, you know, there's, there's a, a few very strange hills I'll die on. 
Um, this is one of those strange hills. What's another deal? Uh, a deal. Holy <laughs> crap. What's another deal? Uh, oh my God. Let me collect my thoughts, people. What's another hill that you would die on? Um, it's, I, I can't rattle them off the top of my head, I think. But, uh, you know, I get weirdly passionate about certain things. I know you do. I love it. Things that don't matter in the slightest. Things that I have no a bearing on and have no be- bearing on me as an individual. Should I even uh, say my, what I think about this situation? Because it's definitely not as cool as yours. Yeah, please. I'd love to hear it. It's definitely not as dramatic. I think that Dale, listen, he went on the show to possibly find love, but he went on the show for a business opportunity as well. And I think he wanted to kind of experience the bachelor, you know, uh, fame or experience, whatever you want to call it. Um, not to say, like, I, I feel like there's a lot of people that go in with, you know, uh, wanting to experience different things. And I think Dale met Claire, liked Claire. And I think Claire fell head over heels for Dale and was all in from day one and didn't want anybody else. And Dale was like, okay, I like you. Let's take it slow. And Claire did not want to take it slow. And so I think ever since then, it's been this battle if I had to guess, of Claire wanting to move move forward and move quickly and be like, hey, I'm all in on you. Are you all in on me? And he's like, well, yeah, I think I like. And then he keeps going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, trying to slow play it. And I think it probably just came to a head recently where Claire was like, you're either in or you're out. And he was probably out. That's my gut. That's what my gut yeah. tells me. Well, and that's what, that's what I'm saying. I agree with you. He went on the show as to maybe find love, which we all do. Like there's... There is no denying that there's like business opportunities that come from it. But like if you fall in love also, fantastic, right? Like there's no shame in that. Um, I I would bet a million dollars that I don't have that if Dale was the bachelor and Claire was on his season, she would never have made it to his final one. You know? Really? I just don't. I, I Like you said, I think Claire was all in head over heels with Dale. Dale was kind of just like, eh. So you think he would have left the show early? No, I think that if Dale was The Bachelor and Claire was a, a contestant on his season, oh. he would not have chosen her at the end. It would have been some other girl. I I agree. I also will go one step further. I bet that if Claire had an entire season, Dale might have removed hmm. himself because he, oh, yeah. he wasn't as invested in the relationship with Claire as Claire was with him. That's my gut. Yeah, that's a good. That's an interesting take too. He never really had that chance to because the season was abbreviated. Yeah, and so I don't really blame either party in this. I I truly don't. I know people are just going to immediately put the blame on Dale. I don't think it's entirely his fault. Now, granted, this is speaking for someone who's thirty thousand feet away, but I think he was someone who you see all the time in everyday life. Whereas one person is more invested in the relationship than the other, and they kind of slow play. It. And it was only a few months. It wasn't like this was a relationship that lasted eight years. So. Listen, if this kept going and going and going, I totally agree. It's like daily, either shit or get off the pot. But, mm-hmm. you know, they were just kind of going back and forth. So I think it's probably best that they just go in their different directions. And I really hope that Claire meets a very nice guy. I think she needs a guy. I've always envisioned Claire with a guy who's like rugged in his 40s, like ready to go, ready to settle down, get married. Like that's the type of person I think Claire, I hope, finds. Yeah, I don't think, again, I don't, like you said, we're 30,000 feet away from it. So what the heck do we know? But that's what we do. We speculate, right? So I, yeah. I agree with you. I, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that Dale's ready for a relationship like that. And I mean, you can't blame the guy either. You know, you go on the show, he's incredibly handsome, uh, tall, charismatic, good look, good looking smile. So, you know, you go on the show, you, you achieve a certain level of like recognition for being on that show and you want to kind of like soak it up a little bit and enjoy yourself and, uh, if you're not like super crazy about the person that you're with at the time, it kind of like there's a lot of reasons for you to be like, well, maybe we should just break up then because it's like if you're not all in on the relationship, then you know there's a lot of temptations. What out I do there, blame I Dale will. for is, is proposing, bro. If you're not all in, like I know it's a show and it's a format, and you probably felt a pressure to propose, but come on, like if you're not all in, don't propose, bro. For sure, they wanted him to. They they prop like he probably didn't want to. And then the producers probably were like, you should do it. And then eventually, I think he was <laughs> he just like, I guess. have done it. Even if they were like, yeah, why don't you just do it? Try it out, see what happens. Because then, then you're really misleading Claire. I fully agree. Um, I think I can share this. I, so I don't know if you watched Bachelor in Paradise last week, but uh, Kaylin and I were in the teaser for the final, finale yes, episode. Yes, that's right. Yep. And uh, 
I think I could share this. I don't see why I wouldn't be able to. When we were down there, the producers were like, they like pulled me aside and they were like, hey, Dean, you should really, you should totally propose to Kaylin on the last day of the show. Oh and my I was like, God. <laughs> and I was like, are you serious? Like, you're telling me this like literally the day before we were supposed to go down and like film this episode. And so I, I guess all that to say that, uh, you know, the producers are not uh, bashful when it comes to trying to encourage people to propose. Well, of course, I don't think anybody would assume otherwise. Wouldn't be very right. good TV if they weren't. But you should have just showed you off your wedding ring and be like, what are you talking about? We're already married, guys. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe you have to tune in and find out. Maybe we, uh, maybe I actually do actually do it. But I guess that's, that's my point is, you know, Dale is definitely getting a lot of pressure on the outside. There we go. The- Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to see Kaylin and Dean tie the knot. Nice little teaser maybe. for you. Tune in. You might see it. You might see something else. Who knows? All I know is it's going to be good television. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, so our, our next hot topic is, of course, like I teased about Will Smith, who just revealed that he has an extramarital relationship uh, where apparently Jada wasn't the only one. I feel like I've heard this for years that Will Smith and Jada Pickett-Smith have had an open relationship. I guess now it's just being confirmed according to this Yahoo article. Yahoo! It's always fun to say. Fans of uh, the Smiths have wondered for some time, like myself, if Will Smith has cheated on Jada Pickett-Smith in the past. I don't know if I wondered that, but I did wonder about the open relationship. (laughs) Well, according to Will himself, his wife is, quote, not the only one who has had an extramarital relationship. Will Smith confirmed that he and Jada Pickett-Smith have an open relationship and admitted she's never believed in a conventional marriage. As a refresher, Jada, excuse me, and Will previously appeared on a bombshell episode of the Red Table Talk back in July of last year to discuss allegations made by rapper August, oh boy, Alcina, I think that's how you say it, who claimed that he had a relationship with the 50-year-old girl trap star Jada Pickett-Smith. According uh, to August, the rapper, Will Smith even gave him his blessing to continue the relationship for years. While reps for the Smiths initially denied August's claims, the couple eventually went on to confirm the story themselves. During their Red Table Talk episode, Will and Jada revealed that the relationship took place during a period of separation during their marriage. Now, just over a year since the couple, the couple addressed the extramarital relationship. Will Smith that Will Smith has confirmed that his wife was not the only one to have a relationship with someone else during their 23-year marriage. "Quote: The public has a narrative that is impenetrable. Impenetrable. This Rhode Island education <laughs> impenetrable. Am I saying that right?" I-M-P-E-N-E-T-R-A-B-L-E. Like, you can't penetrate it. Impenetrable. Impenetrable. Wow, that's a difficult world. It is. It's a tough one. I'm also exhausted. I need some water. Anyway, Will went on (laughs) to say, the public has a narrative that is impenetrable. (laughs) Once the public decides something, it's difficult to... It's difficult to... It's difficult to impossible... Oh, it's difficult to impossible to dislodge the pictures and ideas and perceptions. Uh, so he goes on to talk about this. Jada had family members that had an unconventional relationship. So she grew up in a way that was very different than how I grew up. There was a significant, you know, there's been significant discussions about it. Point is that they have had an open relationship and monogamy was what they chose. Uh, so, yeah. What do you think uh, about I guess I want to know what your thoughts in general are about open relationships. Well, I don't think that we can use Will and Jada Pinkett Smith as examples for an open relationship because they're beautiful, wealthy people, you know, like they are, they can't really be the standard for that stuff just because their lives are so much different than ours. I know. Open open relationships, man, that's got to be tough. I've never personally been in one. Um, I, I, if it works for you, it works for you. I would, I, I, I'm inclined to say that like, Open relationships, I would imagine like one person wants to have the open relationship and the other person just is like agreeing with it. Yeah. And so I always I always feel like one person wants it more and that imbalance is never a really good thing. Um, but if it works, man, I like But that's the thing too. It's like Will and Jada Pinkett Smith, like, you know, Will, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like, come on, this guy, if he wanted to, like he could like, you know, he he's not like he he wouldn't have a hard time like finding. No, nah, he's Will Smith. He, he he'd be fine. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, you know, if like I I don't know. I guess my brain's a little fuzzy right now. But like, 
it's a little different for them just because they have a lot more access to other people than a normal person would. Yeah, I I, I don't get open relationships. I mean, I, if you can do it, if you're able to handle it and handle the jealousy and everything that comes with it, good for you um, because it is tough. I mean, you know, Ashley and I have been married. I see her eye in other guys. Um, I don't actually. But point is, of course, like, you know, you're in a committed relationship, especially for someone like Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith, who have been married for 23 years. I'm sure there have been temptations. You know, we're just human beings at the end of the day, but it's what you do with those temptations that really decides what type of person you are. So having an open relationship with open communication is something that I can at least wrap my head around, but I don't think I'd ever be able to do it because the jealousy factor would would be mm. huge. You know, listen, I'm not an overly jealous guy, but then if you're talking about someone being intimate with my wife, then mm. that's something I don't think I would just be able to handle. Um, <laughs> Ashley goes, what about me right now? Because she's very pimply, which is okay. That's I love your pimply face. It's not even that pimply. It's fine. But I digress. Um, You know, I I just, I I don't think I could do it. Like, you know, obviously we talked about um, uh, what's the relationship called when you have three people? Uh, Thruple. Thruple, thank you. So even thruples, you know, is somewhat of a committed relationship. You're just committed with three people instead of two, or, or you're committed with two people instead of just one other. But an open relationship, I mean, that just opens so many doors, for lack of a better phrase, that I'm not sure I'd be able to walk through. I mean, I'm I'm on the same boat too. Like to think about someone hooking up with the person that I love, it was like kind of it's like a punch in the gut, you know? Yeah, and I don't even know if like I'd want to. Would you even want to meet the other person? Say like Caitlin was like, "Hey, I want to be in a real open relationship." There's this guy that I met that I really want to be with. Would you want to meet him? Like, would you or would you not even want to know who he is? That's a really good question. Actually, I don't know. My I, I kind of like my blood is boiling just thinking about it. To be honest. Um, I would probably be like, if Caitlin was like really into the idea, I'd probably like give it a fair shot, I suppose. Um, and I would probably meet the guy, I guess, to see, to get, a, you know, size him up and get a feel for him. Uh, I, also, I don't think I would be able to like, you know, like if you're in an open relationship, that would also include like you going out and hooking up with people. I don't think I would be super comfortable with like doing that either. Like imagine like waking up in the morning next to someone that's not Ashley, you know, or like yeah. in my case, Caitlin, obviously, that'd just be so weird. Yeah, it would be really weird, and I don't think I'd feel too good about it, even in the moment. It's like, it's just, you feel like a piece of crap. I don't know, even if you're on the same page, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. But here's a good question for you, Dean. What if Kaylin said, hey, listen, I want to be in an open relationship, and I met this girl that I want to bring in? (laughs) Uh, I would still be weirded out by it, to be honest. I think I've talked about this before. I've like, I've had one threesome in my life, um, but I've been propositioned for... Thank you. I've been propositioned for uh, for some of those like later in life, like in my like mid twenties. Um, like like a girl that I was like hooking up with was like, let me bring my friend in, kind of thing. And every I'm like scared. I'm like, no, I'm not. I don't. I'm not interested in that. Like, I would be terrified. It's a lot of expectation. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. Um, yeah, you're like, what do I do with my left hand? Well, my or my <laughs> right hand? Should I just have my hands up? Right, right. So I think that uh, if Kaylin came with that idea again, I would like be interested like if she wanted it i would be like okay i guess we can like see what happens but um i wouldn't really be stoked by it which i think is a weird thing for a guy to say but yeah what what would you think now i mean like initially i gotta you know my gut reaction would be like "Hmm, that's interesting but i i really think when i put more thought to it i i don't think i'd want to do it because again it's just introducing so many um not red flags but so many conversations that i just don't feel like having you know, like you said, it's just not worth it. Let's say Ashley walks a red carpet or something like that in Hollywood, meets Rachel McAdams, becomes best friends. And then Ashley's like, hey, Rachel McAdams wants to be a thruple with us. What do you think? I mean, now you're throwing Rachel McAdams at me, bro. <laughs> I mean, that's a little different. I think even Ashley would agree that's a little different. You know, that's right, right. That's fantasy land right there. <laughs> but. You're trying to get a reaction out of Ashley. No, 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 not, no. The answer is no. The answer is no. Okay, that's it. It's just me and her for the rest of our days. That's right, Ashley. Right? Yeah, she said yeah. Yeah, um, I heard that. All right, last hot topic before we go into a break, just to address it quickly because we talked about it before the break. Jennifer Aniston wants to start dating. 
Uh, I didn't even know she took a break from dating. Quote, I think I'm ready to share myself with another. So the morning show star stopped by Sirius XM's Lunch with Bruce podcast. I don't know who that is, but it must be pretty big if Jennifer Anderson is on it. Maybe it's uh, Bruce, uh, what's the guy's name? Springsteen? From Die Hard? Willis? Bruce Willis. Is it Bruce Willis? No, I don't think so. But that would be pretty cool if Bruce Willis had a podcast. He's not much of a talker, I feel like. They dated for a brief moment on that show Friends that she was on. Oh my God, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's bringing back memories. I forgot that Bruce Willis was on Friends. Um, anyway, while I get lost in thought. Uh, so uh, where am I? Jennifer Anderson opened up uh, about her love life. She announced, obviously, her split from ex-husband Justin Theroux back in 2018. She's still single, but she's open to love. Quote, there hasn't been time to date, and it's COVID. Um, Although people seem to have met and found love during COVID, I don't know how it works. I'm curious to walk up to those people and go, so what happened? Aniston added that, quote, no one of importance has hit my radar yet. But I think it's time. I think I'm ready to share myself with another. I didn't want to for a long time. And I loved really being my own woman without being part of a couple. I've been part of a couple since I was 20. So there was something really nice about taking the time. No Tinders and no Raya, please. I'm an old school girl. Uh, People don't come up to people anymore. People don't do that. It's weird, she went on to say. Uh, She talked about how important uh, a good first kiss is. Uh, she goes on, quote, she, oh, she also talks about how important conversation flow is. That's a good indicator whether it's going to be, um, a, a, a funny and healthy relationship. She talks about how she wants a guy who's not cocky, but he's funny, be generous, kind to people. So she's 52 years old. Uh, there's never, uh, too late of a time to date, especially at 52. Plus she looks like she's 37. I mean, the woman only gets better with age. It's crazy. But Dean, let me ask you, hypothetically, let's play in a fantasy world that in 20 years you end up being single. Kaylin couldn't take your skydiving adventures anymore. She needed something different. So you're 52 years old. You get back into the dating world. Do you think it would be super intimidating? I would only, I don't even know what I'd do. Dude, I've been, I've been out of the game for two years and I think it'd be intimidating if I like, if Kaylin broke up with me tomorrow and I had to do it, I'd be like, I would be so overwhelmed. I thought that Jennifer Aniston was dating uh, David Schwimmer again or something. No, there was um, there was that Friends reunion, and apparently there was uh, talks that they hung out during filming or after filming. Hey, Ash, when did David Schim- Schwimmer and uh, Jennifer Aniston, did they, like, ever have a thing? Well, apparently they didn't have a thing, so... Hmm. Uh, apparently people thought they were together, but they're not together. That's right, that right, rumor right. has been debunked here on Help I Suck at Dating. Yeah, I mean that's got to be tough though to get back into the dating pool um, after being out of it for so long. But at the same time too, like there is a lot of niceties about it. Like Jennifer was saying, you know, she had the chance to, she has a chance to like be herself and do whatever she wants to now. And you know, once you reach a certain like age, I suppose you're just like you know exactly who you are, you know exactly what you want, what you need. And so I think once you get a, a lot of like the nuances of dating out of it, like. You know, when you're dating, when you're 18, you just don't really know what the heck you're doing. But that part's got to be kind of nice. You know, you can be like direct, you can be forward, you can clearly state what you like, what you dislike. Um, But it's like, you know, Jennifer, I feel like there's this thing with Jennifer Aniston and a lot of the celebrities too. Like, it's funny, we were just talking about the Will Smith thing. Um, And while I do think they have access to a lot, to meeting a lot of people, I bet you there's like a lot of fear for people like, you know, to just approach Jennifer Aniston and be like, hey, like, you're really pretty. Can we go on a date? Like, I'm sure that doesn't happen as much as we think it does. Oh, 100%. Because of the, the fear. Could you yeah. imagine going up to Jennifer Anderson and be like, hey, dude, I, and trying to flirt with them? I remember night one having to go up to Caitlyn and Britt and seeing them on the previous season of The Bachelor. They were celebrities to me. I was <laughs> like, oh, I'm supposed to flirt with, I'm supposed to be the one Who's hitting on these girls? Are you out of your mind? I'm terrified. What's uh what's Brit doing now? Do you know? Uh she actually, from what I remember, she got back together with her boyfriend prior to the show. And they're I think they're married and have kids now. She's doing really well, I think. Oh wow. Yeah. Good for her. I know. Very happy for her. And then obviously Caitlin is Okay, so man, I we really just need Ashley. You know how they have fact checkers? 
We need Ashley needs to be our fact checker for help. I suck at dating because she knows you ever everything. Watch, uh, like around the horn or something like that. There's that ESPN show where after every episode they talk about about what they did wrong. Yeah, that could be Ashley for us. We really do need Ashley for that. So apparently, Britt has been married for four years and has a daughter, so she's doing very well. But uh, nice. yeah, I don't know if anybody goes up to Jennifer Anderson because that would be quite intimidating. I also had something. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I know how to get Jennifer Anderson back into the dating world. I mean, it's clear as day. She's yeah. beautiful. She's ready to find love. She's ready to find her husband. She's a huge Bachelor fan. I mean, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, coming spring 2022, your new Bachelorette, Rachel from Friends. I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if, if they are talking about having a senior "quote unquote" bachelor season, I, obviously fifty-two is not quite senior, but uh, hey, kick it off with a bang. That would be that would be hilariously amazing, um, and I, I'm sure the ratings would be through the roofs for something like that. You know what? And it could be a little, like you said, it wouldn't be a, a senior bachelor season, but I'm sure Jennifer wants to date somebody, you know, probably in his forties, fifties. So I think it would be quite interesting, actually, if the Bachelorette kind of went a little bit older. I mean, granted, you'd have to get Jennifer Anderson to become the Bachelorette, which I don't think is very easy because she's, you know, one mm. of the biggest celebrities in the world. But it would be cool to see her date other guys who were, you know, older. And we had an older season. It wouldn't be as dramatic, obviously, because the cattiness wouldn't be as, as you know, prevalent. But it would be pretty cool to see. You know, uh, my ex-girlfriend actually is on the season of The Next Bachelor. Really, ex girlfriend? Yeah. Like how how important of an ex? Uh, very well. She was like one of the main exes. Uh, she was my girlfriend from college. I've talked about her on the podcast a few times. Really? Um, but I I told the so the producers like called me and they're like, hey, we're thinking about casting this person. What do you think of her? We know that you dated you know ten years ago. And I was like, oh, like she's great. If she gets selected for the show, she'll either win the show or she'll be the next Bachelorette. And I, I firmly believe that, but uh, she's 31. So if she becomes bachelorette, Claire's 39. So I guess they already kind of skewed a little bit older with her, but yeah, but 31 is a great age. Yeah. It's not 52 by any stretch of the imagination. Are but, you okay uh, saying seem, her name or do we want to keep this confidential for, I guess, I don't know. It's up to you. I mean, it's public information already. I'll, I'll, I'll keep teasing it because we got a lot of time leading up to the season. And I want to see if you can figure out who it is. Maybe when the season is airing. How long did you guys date for? Uh, just like a year and a half. Like it was just like a college relationship. We did it for a year and a half. But, a year and a half is a long time. Uh, yeah, especially at that age. We were both 19. But uh, yeah, she was like, she was probably the second uh, love of my life, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, actually, because when I got cast for the first show I was on, she texted me and she was like, oh, you know, it's funny to see, like, good to see you moving on finally or something like that. And so then when she got cast, I like texted her. I was like, oh, it's funny. It's good to see you moving on. It's just funny how it like, she was giving me crap for going on the show. Yeah. And now she's going on the show. It's kind of silly. Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, it'll be funny to see that, but, um, interesting. Well, we're going to have to keep up to date with that, uh, as the season progresses. What's really funny too, is Kaylin has a good friend that's on the season as well. And, uh, she, Kaylin is convinced that, uh, her friend will either win or become the next bachelorette. And so Kaylin and I have a bet going to whose, whose friend is going to go further. It's going to be a fun season to watch. Oh, well, yeah, we got to get names. Once, once the season starts airing, we got to get Kaylin's guy's name. And so we'll see how far he goes. And then once the new Bachelor season airs, we'll get your girl's name. And then we'll see how far isn't he goes. Weir- she goes. Isn't it kind of weird how they, uh, they have they announced the Bachelor? Because we haven't even met the guy yet. It's extremely weird. Ashley and I were talking about it. Why are you announcing the women so early? And because when I first saw it, I thought, oh, this must be some sort of spoiler for the upcoming season of The Bachelor. And then I, I saw the pictures and I was like, oh, they all. They all look like they've been taken in the same area. That's weird. Right. And then I found out that it was a, those official Bachelor photos were, you know, just posted. And it was like, no, this is the cast of the season. And this is the official announcement. And it was like, what the hell? We haven't even gotten Michelle's season yet. We haven't even gotten Michelle's season yet. And yeah, it's just so, it just seems so rushed. Not rushed, but like just. No, it definitely seems weird. rushed. It's weird. They they even put it on like the Bachelor Facebook page. That's how we. Well, that's not how we found out, but um, it was just it's just weird to see that. The only thing I can think of is that they were trying to get ahead of spoilers, and they're like, before anybody can even spoil who the girls are, we'll just put them out there. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Interesting. 
Anyway, we do have, of course, an email uh, from our wonderful listeners who's listening to this right now. Thank you, by the way, for listening to this podcast. I hope you know how much it means to Dean and I. I know we always like joke around, but in all sincerity, you guys, the only reason we do have a podcast is because you listen. And thank you for that, because we really appreciate thank it. Thank you for that. Do we want to take a quick break before the email, or do we want to just go straight to the email? Let's take a quick break. I'm tired. You know, we, we deserve it. You need to get some water. I actually would like some water. All right, stick around through the break. We'll be right back. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. (laughs) Good segue. Thank you. Welcome back. Let's get to this one email from Lily. Oh, we only one email, you guys. Come on, we're slacking. Email us, I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Please. Questions, comments, concerns, um, disgruntulations, uh, impenetrations, mm-hmm. anything, anything in the whole wide world. It's just a thought. Maybe you just, maybe you have an angry letter you want to write to your, like, your mother in law. Just write that to us instead and we'll read it here on the air. <laughs> Um, I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Oh, and by the way, if you're still listening to this, go ahead and leave us a review on the, uh, on the Apple store because we need them. Um, remember when we did that thing where we said roast us in the com in the review, but just give us a five-star review. Yeah. Should we do that again? Let's do that again. And the winner will give the winner of the best five-star review comment, something really special. I don't know what it is, but, uh, we just, uh, you know, we need, we need it. We need it really bad. We need it in a bad way. So just go ahead and do it. And we'll give you something real nice. All right, let's get to this email from Lily. It looks like uh, Mark joined us if he wants to read this for us. Well, I joined because Easton gave me a heads up that this email is addressed to me as well as Easton and Jared. So nice. here I am. And it's from Lily. What am I, chop liver? I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I think it's about you, Dean. I think that's the issue. Right. Uh, Lily says, I have a question for Mark, Easton, and Jared. I'm curious to hear your perspective, seeing as though you guys have seen Dean every week for the past few years. What have you guys noticed about Dean and his relationship with Kaylin compared to his past relationships? Is he different with her than he was in the past? When they first started dating, did you think it was going to last or did you think it was going to be a short fling? 
Interesting Lily, question. That's a good question. Uh, uh, anybody want to go first or me? I'll go first. I thought it was going to be a short fling. <laughs> you did? Um, I feel like uh, at the time I considered Dean uh, a non-monogamous sort. I felt like he was mm. a guy that was not someone who committed to a relationship or really anything, by the way. Okay, not sure. just in love life. He's not committing to anything ever. It makes it, It's just against who he is. It makes him feel claustrophobic to be mm. committed to something regularly. So I thought it was just another fling. And great. Good for you. Have a good time. She's lovely. And that's awesome. Uh, since then, I've noticed a difference. He talks more openly about her, about the relationship, mm. about their future together, about marriage he's talked about in this show, about kids, whether yes or no. It's just everything's more on the table with him with this relationship. I don't claim to be his best friend or anything. I just see him for this podcast every week for, what, three, four years now. It's a long time. And that's what I've noticed is, is he, he is all in. He does not seem to be claustrophobic at all. He seems to really legitimately be enjoying his life with Kalen, and it may end up being his life with Kalen. Wow, that's beautiful. Thanks, Mark. That is beautiful. Easton, we'll go down the line. I, I have to agree with Mark. I, I did. I did not see this going the distance. Um, uh, I and just because. Um, I mean, like Mark said, Dean. I, I you know, I, I didn't take you as the long term relationship type. Uh, and also, I, I hope this isn't causing a problem by mentioning this, but I have a memory of um, years ago, right when you first started dating Kaylin, we were at some podcast thing in like Tahoe or Reno or something like that. And, uh, you know, we were at a, um, a, a casino and you were running around screaming or something. And, uh, <laughs> Kaylin and I were eating pizza and, uh, she looked at me and she's like, what did I get myself into? Is he like, this whole <laughs> and I was like, oh man, she's, she's going to wise up and bail at some point. But, um, no, and it, just like Mark said, I mean, I, I have noticed that you've, you've matured so much before our very eyes. You've grown into this beautiful young man. And you're, you're so open to talking about things I, I really didn't think you'd be interested in, uh, it, you know, building a life with this person, having all these experiences has just been really exciting. And, and uh, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm just excited to see you grow further with her. Oh, thanks, Easton. It's funny that you bring up that uh, that Tahoe night because Kaylin <laughs> ribs me for it all the time. She, I was, I think that was probably the drunkest I've ever been in my entire life. I was like, I had the hiccups. I remember I like put a beer on my seat at the concert and totally forgot that it was there, and I sat down onto the beer. Uh, and so she she gives me a lot of crap for that, but uh, that is funny to think that was like two weeks into our relationship. Yeah, yeah. I, to answer your question, I definitely have seen a change in Dean. Um, I. Th- think I was torn whether it was going to last or not. Um, but I'll never forget going back into the iHeart studio when you had just left paradise and you were only gone for like a week. And cause I don't even think you missed an episode of the podcast. Cause I did it the next week you were there and I was like, Holy crap, you're already back from paradise. And you were like, yeah, I left, blah, blah, blah. And then you were like, yeah, but I think I'm going back down tomorrow. I was like, what, what do you mean back down tomorrow? And he's like, well, I broke up with you know, I ended things with Kaylin. I, I can't stop thinking about her. And I, I really think I just messed up and I want to go back down and uh, I want, I miss her. I want to date her. And I remember talking to you and I was like, if you're just going down for Kaylin, I think you should totally do it. I think hundred percent, you should just go. If you're only going for Kaylin and you say, Hey, I'm either leaving with you or leaving without you, but I'm not staying here. So I'm so glad you did it. And when you went back down, I knew that you were going to really invest in the relationship because of how much you cared about Kaylin and how you really wanted to put time and effort into it, especially if you're going to make this grand romantic gesture, like going back into paradise, that you were going to really take the time and, and the effort to invest. And, and you have, and I, I, I think it, it is interesting to see an evolution in you, Dean. I mean, obviously you still like, you know, barely show up to the podcast and your Wi-Fi never works. So some, <laughs> some things will never change, which I love and is so endearing of you. But I can also see a change in you when you talk about Kaylin, because I agree with both Mark and Easton, I think a lot of times when you were talking about your future, even, you know, when you first started dating Kaylin, a lot of it was like what you thought your future was going to look like. And now when you talk about the future, you talk about a future with Kaylin and her being a part of that life. And so that's really cool to see because it's just, 
it's like, oh yeah, you know, Kaylin's going to be there in my future because we're in a relationship together and that's kind of the way it's going to go. Where before, when you were single, obviously, you talked about this future of not knowing what you're going to do. You're going to live in a van and just travel the world and you want to be a loner and you don't want to be in a relationship. And so to see Kaylin kind of change that uh, in you has been really cool. This was a fun little bit. It's fun to hear you guys talk about me. I got to be honest. <laughs> and there's a lot of... I, there, do you think you've changed? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, one sec. But it, Mark and Easton, it's funny to hear you guys talk about uh, how I was committed to not committing to anything. And I felt that there was a little bit of... Uh, you guys are personalizing a little bit. I sense a little bit of frustration <laughs> with the podcast here. I, I, so uh, I, I appreciate that. But you're absolutely right. Um, have I felt the change? Yeah, I... Um, Especially in the past, like it's weird, like you know, over the past like six months, especially, uh, I don't know. It just, uh, yeah, I guess I've always like when I went back to paradise to date Kaylin, which I was 50 50 on whether to do that or not. And Jared, that conversation that we had back in the podcasting room was what set me over the edge to go back and do it. Oh, well. you're like, why not? Just wow, you're like, why not just do it? So, yeah, so actually, I do a IOR relationship to you, so I appreciate that. I don't know about that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I knew that I was going to like, I would fully uh, dive into the relationship, but um, it's going, yeah, I mean, it's going better than I ever could have hoped. So uh, I've, I've, I'm super happy, but I, I guess it changed myself. Like it's, it's weird because I always kind of, the reason I shied away from like commitment and monogamy and all those kind of things was because I felt like it would hinder my ability to do the things that I wanted to do, like go skydive in Alaska or whatever it is. Uh, and the nice thing about this relationship, and I think most relationships that are just like healthy, is that I can still do whatever I want to do. Um, I just now get to share a lot of those experiences with the person that I love, and that's that's super nice and unique and, and a wonderful thing. But I like she doesn't like prohibit me from, you know, going out and getting wasted at a casino and screaming in the casino and then going and skydiving Alaska or you know going to Nepal or whatever it is. So like all of the things that I was worried about. Entering a relationship to like that, that were going to like hold me back or like hinder me, um, are they're just not as real as I thought they were going to be. So that's really nice. Two things. One, I have a quick question because I think that's going to, it's going to be interesting in the next few years if Kalen wants kids and if you want kids, because I do think that that might hinder your ability to run around a casino and sit on your beer or almost get decapitated by a plane while jumping out of it right. in Alaska in zero degree weather. So I'm I'm curious about that and if you're open to that. And secondly, it's interesting hearing you talk about Kalen because subconsciously, you first of all, you're such a contrarian. When you talk about Kalen and nobody's asking you about it, you sound so lovey-dovey and just how into you, like you can just hear how much you love her. But then anytime like we ask you to actually talk about it, you're always like, well, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, yeah, I hate the performative nature of that stuff. You know, it's like, I, I don't, I'm not a dancing monkey. I don't want to just like, you know, put on this little show for you guys. But yeah, I guess whenever it comes up naturally, I, I don't mind talking about it quite as much. But you're right. It definitely is the contrarian in me. Uh, I, I, it stems from an issue that I have with authority, and you guys are authority figures. Uh, when you ask questions like that, maybe that's what it is. Um, but the kids thing, yeah. I mean, Kaylin and I talk about kids. I, it's funny because when we first started dating, she was like 100% wants kids, probably like four kids or something like that. Um, and I've like, you know, I've always wanted kids in a way, but I've gone back and forth on the, on them just because I know how much of a responsibility they are. And with my life being so uncertain, like, I don't know if I'll be able to take care of myself for the next 10 years. Like how on earth could I take care of a, a child? You know what I mean? So that's kind of where the uncertainty stems from that. But, um, we both kind of, we're, we're both continuously like shifting our ideas on children. Like she, she definitely still wants a kid. I think she at this point wants like one kid, um, but she's still so young. She's 26. And so uh, I don't think we're in any rush. And I think like the longer we wait, the better of a decision we'll be able to make. You know, like let's say in three or four years, we completely change our minds and we don't want kids. If we have a kid next year, then we can't have that decision because, hey, we already have a kid. But if we take, you know, three more years to figure it out and, and really decide what we want to do together, uh, then we'll be pretty confident in the decision that we make. And and like I said, she's young, she's 26. So uh, there's not really any rush, especially if we only want to have one. Um, so that's kind of where our heads are at with that. What do you, th that, that seemed like a good, good, good reasoning, right? I think that was fantastic. Great email, cool. uh, Lily. Thank you so much. Uh, and then everybody listening, please, once again, email us at isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. It's Dean's favorite part of the segment. We love you guys. 
Uh, continue following us on Help I Suck at Dating Instagram. A lot of good content up there. Uh, and that will do it, I think, for today's show. Unless you got anything else, Dini. Uh, Dini's coffee beanies is. Uh, <laughs> I think I think I'm good over here. You got to name one for Mark and Easton too. I'll I'll help you think of some names. Yeah, but that's a really good idea. Oh, that'd be cool. I know we yeah. we definitely need to do that. So Mark and Easton, if you guys have any ideas for drinks named after you guys, please let us know. Well, I don't drink uh, caffeine, so it's got to be not caffeinated, and I'm not good with dairy. So it really is getting down there now. <laughs> yeah, what the? It's I sort get... of a fruit smoothie. Mark's boring drink. You want that one? <laughs> <laughs> Mark's Mark, water bottle. Yeah, yeah Mark's water line. bottle, exactly. <laughs> you, the, we'll just slap your name over like the water jug in the corner or something like that. Uh, anyways, thank you guys for joining us, Mark and Easton. Thank you guys for uh, coming in and saying those uh, surprisingly nice things with a little sprinkle of a uh, um, meanness in there, but it's, it's overall mostly, mostly nice. So I appreciate that. Uh, thanks you guys for joining us. Uh, thank you to Lily for emailing us. Keep the emails coming. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Thank you to uh, Claire and Dale for giving us stuff to talk about this episode, along with uh, Jennifer Aniston and Will and Jada Pinkett Smith. Thank you guys all for just existing. Anyways, that's going to do it for this week's episode of help. I suck at dating. We cannot wait till you tune in next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Follow help. I suck at dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate black history month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.